Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. What do you have more faith in happening in 2023? Are you used to that, by the way? Used to, uh, we're in 2023. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I'm good with it. Yeah, okay. I think I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. What's Still have to double check a little bit, though. Like, yeah. what year? Yes. But that's going to be every year moving forward, the older you get. Like, have to do with my age. Like, oh, wait, how old am I? 40, yeah, 46. Okay, 70. Yeah, 46. Okay, yeah. You know, um, but pretty comfortable with it. You? No. 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 How long? Hate it. Do you think? Uh, it'll take me to like halfway through the year. And it's then like MJ. Like, I just think of MJ, right? 23. We're MJ. Yeah, we're, okay. That's, that's where we're at. Okay, okay. Um, we're going to have our guy James Merrillac come in here in about uh, 15 minutes. Uh, he still owes us a steak dinner. He does. He owes and me two, actually. It's um, super so. um, just like like being an adult and pay your debts. He's tried, but then he busted his tooth and like he had to get like a whole tooth fixed uh, like a day before we were going. Like, wait, what? What's going on here? And he's like, I got to coach my kid. You know, his and I'm like, what are you coaching? He said, right. I coach interior offensive line for the flag football team. Like, wait, that's the reason that we're not. No, getting, it wasn't flag. Uh, oh, it was real tackle. Oh, was it tackle? Yes. He's like coaching guards and center linemen. No, 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 no. He was, he was, he was, he was, was, was kind of like the Broncos tw- 2019. Oh. Remember they had like the guy Kugler? Yeah. Like Sean, no, he coaches the tackles. This other right. coach coaches the end. Yes. Like, wait, what? Huh. <laughs> Add that to the list of funny things yes, through the year. Exactly. Um, what do we have more faith in here, Stoke? Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense. Bouncing off the mat that they've been laying on for about six years, or Vance Joseph keeping the Broncos strength to strength, maybe as it uh, has some erosion a little bit. Yeah, give me the what do you mean strength to strength? Like a top ten defense, a a elite defense, top five, or just like hey, a strength to strength? Like they're going to be better than the offense. <laughs> well, good question. So I need some clarity. That's been a pretty low bar, right? Well, well, well I'll, I'll ask that question with a question. Who are the Broncos' defense this past year? How would you describe them to someone who didn't watch the team as closely as we did? <sighs> Solid group. You know, oh, how would I define their year? Probably give them a B, maybe a B minus. I don't know. Uh, they were good. weren't special. Didn't see a lot of game-changing plays. Started maybe seeing more of that to the end, if my memory is... The turnover started to come. Yes. Pat Sertan started getting a few of them right, and Justin Simmons, um, good job by him. Yep. Cashing that over on the interceptions. Couldn't believe you hit that. I I couldn't either. I I counted that as a... a It was three and a half. It was three and a half for the season. I don't think he had any when he went to IR. No, he didn't. He didn't. And I'm like, oh, you just can't carve. You just can't go into a window, carve it out, say you're not going to see this guy for a month and have zero, and him still hit it. And I think he hit it comfortably. I think he ended up with like five. Yeah, he did. He did. So uh, nice finish by him to the season. <sighs> That's how I would 
give them uh, a fair. breakdown of the defense. Do you think that is? Okay. Very, because they weren't elite. Like, we saw some elite defenses in the playoffs. Like, the Broncos weren't that. No. Um, but they were also the strength of the, of, of the football team. That was a bad football team, but... They were probably, I don't know, I, I don't know what, like, you know, all these metrics, total defense, yards, right. red zone, like, they were probably. Just our eyes. Like, That's what our eyes tell us. Yeah, and we watch NFL football, like, we're obsessed with it. They were probably, like, I don't know, the 15th best defense in the league, 14th, anywhere between 14, 15, something like that, maybe 13, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Solid. I would say to your question, um, who do I have more faith in? Probably this offense. To... Be the better part of this football team. I just think with Sean Payton's arrival, a new outlook, uh, a new view on how we're going to attack defenses, and we're going to get the best out of Russell, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And I'm just concerned by this defense. I think, and I go to that also. The overall, maybe this de- defense taking a, a step back, maybe a big step back. And it has really nothing. To do with Vance. Right. That's my concern with whoever was the defensive coordinator. That we could see that defense take a step back and, and not be what we've, we're used to around here. Um, you just look at, you know, what's going to happen with Draymond Jones? Yeah. What's going to happen with our outside linebacker position? Uh, Randy Gregory and Aaron Browning and Jonathan Cooper and Nick Benito. Can they stay healthy? And then, you know, really with Gregory and Browning. And then can you make a, a, a impact there? I like our two inside linebackers if we get back uh, Alex Singleton. Is he still here? Is he a free agent? He, I, I believe Alex Singleton is a free agent. I think, I'll, I'll, I think so. I think so. Josie Jewell, they both had a nice year. Who are we going to play opposite of Pat Sertan? Yep. Is it going to be? Uh, Damari Mathis. Yes, Damari Mathis, uh, the rookie. Fourth round pick last year. You're um, on it. So is it going to be is it going to be him? Are they going to bring in a veteran? What's happening with Ronald Darby? Probably going to cut him. Got to find a, a a partner to go with Justin Simmons back there. Kareem uh, Jackson probably won't be back. That's a lot of question marks well, you just called yeah, through. I mean, and Alex Singleton, unrestricted free agent. Okay, uh, we'll see, and we'll see what it looks like. Obviously, there's question marks every year, right? With with certain individuals, certain things, and you hope you hope for the best. But man, this, this could be a scenario where this. This defense, especially the front, yeah, yep. I mean, is yep. just not what we're used to seeing around here. And Bradley Chubb was a, is not an elite level pass rusher, but he was good. He's a he's a good football player, solid, right? And 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 now, what do we have? Who's it going to be? Can Randy Gregory stay healthy? Those are important positions, a pass rushing position, our outside linebackers, and no more Vaughn, no more Bradley Chubb. We've turned the page and. Need need Randy Gregory and those other guys to really step up, but those that's a huge question mark on your defense. Yep, and and you're going to need DJ Jones to be everything we thought he was coming over from San Francisco. Same with Kwan Williams, who both of those guys will be in the fold. Yeah, but uh, and both of them were good last year. They were right. They, I mean, were. they were good last they year were. for us. And you like Kwan Williams um, and and what he provided. He played. Felt like 75% of the year with, like, a big cast on his hand. Yep, and was still making plays. Exactly. Yeah, there. no, there's at every level of the defense. And this is probably the case with most NFL teams. I think most. But coming from where the Broncos have been defensively, it's kind of, I don't want to say easy to see a step back. 
But the warning signs are here for us. They are. Yeah. So, so the Broncos have been sort of a top-heavy team for years. Pretty good defense on a bad football team that's trying to keep the offense above water. The offense was the worst in the NFL this past year. Can you get can you get the offense to be go from thirty two to fifteen to sixteen? Oh. I mean, I, I think you can go. You know, you start going upper half of the NFL. I mean, could they? I, I, yeah, I guess they could. I'm thinking more like let's get to nineteen twenty. That would be great. I mean, could you make a jump to 14, 15, 16? Um, yeah, you, I, I think you can. I mean, look, you got Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. If those two are at their best, yes, I think you can. But I'm thinking more like a jump from where we were to 1920 would be great, would be awesome. I mean, that would say that Russ is playing much better. Yep. And, you know, this thing is moving in the right direction. Uh, and I, I look at the defense, too, real quick, to put a bow tie on the yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, is, is I say my concerns with them, right? I go through every position kind of and, and see what it looks like. And, you know, there, there's concerns there. Uh, but also you could try to be optimistic about a lot of positions and say, hey, this is why they're going to continue to be good. Pat Sertan, and we got a young player in Mathis um, that looked good for a rookie. He did. He was right? surprisingly. Kawan Williams yeah. is the upper uh, top half of the league, maybe top seven or eight uh, nickel back in the game. Yep. DJ Jones is a you know probably a top ten interior defensive lineman. Uh, keep Draymond Jones to pair with him, and you have something there. And Randy Gregory, you know what? This is going to be his year to stay healthy, Zach. Mm. Yes. You didn't know that? I'm I, telling I you that. Didn't. Yes. This I'll is going to be the year. And then, and and you remember the first what three games of the season? Oh. It was hard to forget. He looked like the best defensive player. All over the place. Not only not only of the group, he looked like one of the more impactful defensive players for the Broncos we had seen in recent years. Yes, it was it was forced awesome. fumbles and yeah. getting after the quarterback. You know, sideline to sideline, just yep. hustle and just all over the place making plays. And, you know, we got some young other guys on the other side of them that are going to live up to expectations and take that step forward. And Baron Brownie's going to really take a big step forward. Justin Simmons is Justin Simmons, right? He, he's going to make plays, and we'll 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 pair him with someone. We got some money to spend. We got about thirty million or so, probably. Yeah, after some cuts. So we'll we'll, we'll add to that group. Also, there you go. Okay, how'd I, I do? Pretty okay. Pretty good. Pretty uh, rosy picture you can paint if if you want to use that those colors. You can. Right. It's not it's not crazy. Um, what's more likely than not likely with some of those? We'll see, but it's you're, you. You don't sound like a psycho to me. Um, oh, thanks, psycho. <laughs> I mean, say you know, going through guy by guy. Hey, if this, then that. If this, then that. It's not. It's not. It's not insane. Um, the Broncos' offense. If you were to paint that same rosy picture for the Broncos' offense, it's like Russ finds his twenty twenty version of himself. Right. Cortland looks like Cortland. Judy builds off this past second half of the year. Yep. Dolchich. Dolchich looks like the guy that was out there when he was healthy. Yes. He, no stints on IR this year. Um, how about oh, this offensive oh, line, oh. though? What are you gonna, how are you going to paint that picture? I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Javante okay. Williams looks great. Yes, he's back. Whether it's Latavius Murray or a fifth-round running back, you find your, you know, Isaiah Pacheco light something, I don't know, like yeah. that. Or but the one the one thing that 
how are you going to sell the slot receiver and the offensive line to me? Do your best. We're we're gonna we're gonna run behind Bowles, all right. We're gonna run behind Bowlesy, and we're gonna um. Uh huh. What about we're, we're gonna uh, centers? We're gonna right tackle and our right guard. What are we doing? What's the plan for that? Billy's back at right tackle. What? Hackett never Billy's sold the back. house. Billy took it over. Bill. He's still here. <laughs> Billy. No, Billy's- I. I, what about our slot receiver? I, that, that one, I don't. I, I mean, you're gonna have to find one of the drafts right. for free agency. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're gonna do, right? Uh, and it may, it may be Hamler gets the form, but we're not gonna hold our breath on that. It's hard to sell that, right? Uh, yeah. But you have to draft one. You have to find one in free agency. Probably slot receiver. You have to find one in free agency. And offensive line, look, draft one uh, or two, and you know, get one in free agency. That's that's just what you're gonna have to do and hope. Yep, and figure hey, it James. out. How What's up, doing? fellas? James Merrill at DenverSports.com. What are you more? Joel Dreesen told me to tell you hi, by the way. Hi, Joel. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hanging with Joel last night, and he told me to tell you hi. Sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what do we have more faith in? Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense bouncing off the mat for the first time in like six years. Okay. Or Vance Joseph Keeping the Broncos strength to strength and that side of the ball being the backbone of this football team again. What does bouncing off the mat look like? You're getting to you're going from the thirty second offense in the league to, you know, Stokes said, can you get to nineteen, twenty a game? That would put you statistically about like anywhere between like the eighteenth best team in the league, nineteenth, twentieth. Range. If they're nineteenth or twenty, if they're nineteen twenty points a game, I'm no, no, be no, disappointed. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say nineteen twenty points a game. I said nineteenth or twentieth in the league when you come oh, to overall. Probably uh, about the same. Like so that, though. your so ranking, it, it happens to be almost the same. Okay, yeah. okay. I, 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 think I, it, I would hope. Just sorry, James. I would hope we would score more points in that yeah. game, though. I mean, there's a lot of teams that average less than twenty points a game, okay. d- double digits. I mean, starting with the Saints, averaging nineteen points a game. Bears, Commanders, Bucks, Steelers, Rams, Titans, Jets, Colts, Texans, Broncos. They got to be better than none all those of those offers. teams average twenty a game. In, in what in the in the final two games with Justin Outen, they average what like twenty seven and a half. Yeah, I don't think they're making that big a leap over seventeen. But to me, twenty four is the magic number. I mean, you have if you're going to trade away what they traded away for Russell Wilson and for Sean Payton to fix the offense with an offensive-minded head coach and a used to call him future Hall of Fame quarterback, then that's the range you need to be in. You know where you'd be if you averaged 24 points a game? Top 10. Seventh. Okay. Yeah, that's not happening. That was the Vikings going 13 I, and 4 I mean, or 14 can, and 3. You can hope, but no, that's, I, I mean. That's, I mean, look, look at what they did, in the, and, I get, and I know it's a small sample size. But they had a ton of injuries late in the year. Mm-hmm. They have absolutely nothing to play for. Their offensive line was really patchwork. Yes, it was. And they were able to put up, you know, a lot of points yeah, against Kansas City go, and against You can't go the off two games. I know, and I'm you not saying can't. they need to be there the whole time, but that needs to be that needs to be the goal. The goal should be 24 points a game. You hired a coaching staff, a head coach, and you made a blockbuster trade for a quarterback, not to be a defensive-minded team. Not to be a team that wins on that side of the ball. You're supposed to win on the offensive side of the ball. 24 points is where the goal should be. Well, didn't Sean Payton tell us, like, pretty much this team is going to be a run football team early on? And, Russ, that's how you help Russell Wilson out. I Agreed. mean, and so, it's big like, plays. 
Huh? And then it's big plays, big shots down the field. Well, yes, but it's going to be, I think, a let's take pressure off of Russ to see if Russ can, you know, get back to form. And that means, you know, maybe playing closer football games and not taking as many chances down the field and, and being a little bit more conservative than maybe we think of when we think of Sean Payton. I think what you saw in those final two games is a lot of that, right? We They did stick with the run better in those two games, sticking with Latavius Murray, and then it's Russell Wilson rolling to his left and taking the shot down the field to Jerry Judy, a throw that there are probably a half a dozen guys in the league that can make. And so I think it's more of those kind of game plans, those kind of setups. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that should be the expectation. And I think if they're 22, 23, yeah, you're looking at it saying hey, it's a work in progress. If there's 17, 18, 19 points a game, uh, that's going to be pathetic. This, this, is, this was not assembled this way. And they didn't spend that kind of capital and invest in that manner to get to those types of numbers. So I, I actually want to disagree with you, like my instinct. But, and while I do disagree that I don't think they can get to 24 points a game year over year from being dead last to go to number seven. But, man, you have made such an investment to your point. Like, you've traded three first-round picks, right. two second-round picks, three starting players for this operation. And if the bar out of the gate is... You know what kind of what Stokely said? Can you get to nineteen twenty, and that would like be achieving success? That doesn't mean you're going to get there, though. That doesn't mean in year one with Sean Payton, right? And and they, Russ might. What if Russ isn't fixable? He's already fixed. Things have huh? things, <laughs> things change fast. Oh, wait. Wait. He's things, fixed. He didn't play a game yet, but he's things fixed. change fast in the NFL. There's no yeah, there's no least. league where you can have worst to first and, and things like that more so than in the NFL. Uh, that's true. It's a slower build everywhere else. And, yeah, that's my column today at DenverSports.com is, don't worry, Russ is already fixed. Oh. And that was is, like, just this could uh-oh. go in the Hall of Fame and you have your own wing. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was my takeaway from the, the big story last week in The Athletic, right? And, and I, in reading through that, every single negative comment was from a former coach that got broomed out of here because that staff was so dysfunctional and so bad. Do we know that every every uh, every I, quote was I've a, got them highlighted in there. They're in italics. All the quotes of here's here's they were all said by coaches. All well, the former players were positives. Whether it was Jerry Judy, Dalton Reisner, Kendall Hinton, but wait, had just come from a player that the state of the union it was like awkward and down memory lane. Sometimes coaches were that in was those the meetings. only slight one. Oh, you so, can, you, oh, can take, oh, okay. you can take. You can take. It was a little weird early in the season because it was like a walk down memory lane is a negative. I, I didn't. I thought that was more of a neutral one. But, okay, okay, but okay. 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 But all of it was negative. So the the coaching staff's gone. They're the ones that allowed him to do all that stuff, and they're gone. He got a little big for his bridges. Yeah, literally and figuratively. And, <laughs> and I think that, you know, the fact that he did that, I'm not excusing it, but we all do that every once in a while. If you're an ambitious person, sometimes you bite off more than you can chew. Sure. And it, it, late in the year when they asked him to stop doing the, those things and not have an office, he was willing to say, okay, he he could see it. He wasn't blind to the fact that it wasn't working. And he didn't dig in his heels and be stubborn and say, what are you going to do? Cut me, you owe me $150 million. That would be problematic. He was willing to go along with it, right? So he got rid of the bad coaching staff. He has not burned bridges with his teammates. At least nobody publicly has said it, and nobody even anonymously said it as a teammate in that story. He got the head coach he always wanted, kind of a you know end around to get where you wanted, but he got the head coach he, he always wanted, and he, he showed that he's willing to change his ways. He's already fixed all of it that we needed to see, all the things. If you made a list of what does Russell Wilson need to do, the checklist, and get in better shape, which the off-season photos already show he's in better shape. 
it's checkmark, 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 checkmark. Reasons for optimism out of that piece is that Russell Wilson is not only fixable, I believe he's already fixed. Well, I, you can't say he's already fixed. We saw until, it in those last two games. Until, until we see it on the football field. He's got to go out there and do it on the football field. Not last year in two games. I'm like telling that's such a small sample size. I need to see it. To believe it, and I need to see it more than one or two games. But, and so, like, you can't say he's fixed because he was broken last year. And that thing could continue to do that. I don't care if you lose weight. I don't care if you check all those boxes. That doesn't mean you're fixed on the football field. But that 20-yard touchdown run on the option at Kansas City, that was type, the type of wheels we didn't see early what? in the season out of Russ. The the roll to your left, throw the ball fifty yards downfield awesome. to Jerry Judy. But we can didn't he see do that, that consistently? That stuff. Will he be able to but do if it? You can and do it will once, he be able to stay healthy? It. And will he be? No, not, no, no. I don't I, think we saw it twice. I think it was just that once. Yeah, that we saw like that type of flash. Now we us. saw we saw clutch plays. The the long pass to KJ Hamler in London it, 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 when they with the season on the line, which at the end of the day it didn't save the season, but the season was on the line. That was clutch. Uh, the 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 fourth quarter drive against the Niners. That was clutch. He got them back into the game. They're 2-1 and one against the Raiders. He throws a deep ball to K.J. Hamler and then runs it in to cut it to two. Not his fault. They never got the ball back when it was 25-23. And that was really, if you try and look at turning points, he also got hurt on that play. That's when he hurt his shoulder. Okay. I show him on the sideline. He's got the ice pack on there underneath the pads. Like, it was never quite the same. Oh, there were a lot of flashes. There really were. There weren't enough. I don't no. think there was a lot of no, flashes. Like, James, James. There, there weren't enough. A lot. I, don't, I mean, we were in the trenches with this football team, so if you don't want to find some the stuff comeback, that was out there every Sunday, so he's there's an some, NFL player. There were a stuff. lot of bad things, too, but I think most of that, and, and we've talked about this a lot when I've come on with you guys, and it should have been the red flag, is that, oh, yeah, we're putting together what Russ wanted and what Hackett wanted, and it was it's the most complicated offense, and everybody's like, oh, awesome. It's like, no, that should that should be a warning sign. And that was in that athletic piece too, of like it just. And I think it was Jerry Judy that talked about it. It was it was just a bit much. Like oh, that, nobody. That was Melvin. That okay, was Melvin. It was Melvin. Yeah. Right. Nobody knew, and they just looked like an offense that nobody knew where anybody else was going to go. And you know, Russell Wilson isn't blind. So how do you? But miss? he looks like it sometimes. I know. Sure. That's and my how, biggest problem. With, like like you can have all, like all those checks, but then there was these moments where Kurt Warner's like, I have no idea what this guy's exactly. doing. Exactly. But and, and it's like, how do you miss KJ Hamler on that fourth and one from the six yard line in overtime against the Colts? I get it, but when you're back there and you have no idea what you're going to see and you don't know what to look for because it's such a convoluted mess, that's how you end up missing the thing right in front of you. And I think that's just a lot of what was going on. And I do think, and Stoke, you're right, it's a two-game sample size, and I don't want to put too much into it. You're putting everything no, into it, No, 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 but there was, <laughs> everything. There was yes, a, you are. There was a stark improvement. There was. And the and all of it last year didn't come because Jerry Rosberg was a genius and Justin Alton was a genius, but they were smart enough to say, you know what we just need to do is simplify this damn yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what we need to do. So now you give an entire offseason of not only somebody who's smart enough to simplify what you need to simplify, but also as an offensive mind like Sean Payton. I, I think everybody's going to be so pleasantly surprised. Like seriously, if you're buying stock, if you're doing stock watch, you want to give me Bronco stock, I'll buy it low right now in a heartbeat. Well, you know, we can we can talk about that because that's that, that's a that's a fun conversation. We'll see how it ages. You know, we'll see. And who knows what Sean Payton can do for Russ to simplify it for him. Um, and we're going to continue to talk about this throughout the offseason. At some point this offseason, you do owe us a stake. Yes. And let's I'm get, ready. Let's get it on the books. Okay. Got your tooth, tooth fixed. Tooth is good. Tooth okay. is good. You Look good. Practice yes. coaching the interior line on the eighth grade nope, team. No, nope, I got some time. I okay. got some time. I did just take a job now. I'll be coaching my little one. So we got to get it in before August. All right. All right. So let's do it soon. Okay. 
Okay, we can do it right here in the break. James, as always, we'll do this again tomorrow. Make Cortland Sutton a tight end. That's the other idea. Oh, oh no. Oh. Is he, he went Calvin Benjamin on him. Oh, no. All right. That's a segment. Okay, uh, what in the world is going on with Jamal Murray? At the end of the game last night on national television, more concerns from a health standpoint? That's coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. One, two, three, into the phone. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Before I have to pull the strap off the cut. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Lone Beach together. Now you know you in trouble, because ain't nothing but a G-Bang, baby. We got Jay Shapiro in studio from DenverSports.com. The Nuggets seem unfadable right now. I mean, just it was it was it was there was a dip over the weekend on Saturday in Memphis. I kind of throw it out because yeah. it just didn't look like they wanted to be there. It's a long season. It was the first night of a back to back. I put much more stock into what happened last night on ESPN against a rival in the Los Angeles Clippers. They were clearly up for it. Michael Malone clearly went for it. You look at the minutes that MPJ and Jokic played. Um, they cut down their rotation. We didn't see someone like Christian uh, Brown play last night. They went for it, and it feels like they have mind control over the Clippers since the bubble. It's awesome, and I want to make the point of Jamal Murray also played the second most minutes he's played all year, uh, only topped in the Phoenix game that went to overtime. Zach, there's a magic number for this Nuggets team. It's 120. Opponents need to score 120 points in Ball Arena in order to beat the Denver Nuggets. How many points the, did the Clippers score in regulation last night? Oh, jeez. 120. One, wow. It was 120-120. DMAC and I have said this all year. You need to score 120 points to get the Nuggets. And it was looking rough, and they found a way. More importantly than the Nuggets going all out last night, the Clippers were balls to the wall. Yep. They were flipping coverages. They were doing different things. And I've heard James Merrillat yada yada all day about, you know, oh, Michael Malone okay. and how bad of a coaching job he did. Ty Lue was atrocious last night, and I watched Kawhi Leonard down the stretch get confused time and time again over which guy he was guarding because the Clippers don't have a lineup that makes sense, Zach. They've got five guys that are 6'6 and 6'8 and 6'9 on the floor. None of them play a single position. They got Mason Plumlee on the floor when he's out there as the center. No one can throw him the ball because they don't have a point guard on their team. The Clippers are so bad. Like, they're so bad. And they just find a way to lose, and the Nuggets are in their head. I honestly think Russell Westbrook, who does not fit them at all basketball-wise, no, no, gives them a huge leg up because he's the only guy on their team that doesn't quit. Every other guy on their team just quits. That's the only reason they stayed in the game last night was Russ actually had some courage. Wow. There you go. Jake, look at the fire. Jake, um, talk to me about Jokic. Another triple-double. Uh, what are they, 23-0 and 0, mm-hmm. uh, when, he, when he has a triple-double? 40-40. Um, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. Is it over, MVP? Is it done if he just stays healthy? This isn't going to be over to the last day of the season. Embiid had a huge game the other night, and it was on ABC, and, you know, worldwide wob, and people want to give him the MVP already because of his game in Philadelphia. Jokic is having one of the craziest seasons ever. Zach, right now, Nikola Jokic is the only player in NBA history for an entire season to average over 60% shooting from the field, 
40% from three, and 80% or better from the line. Only player in NBA history. Oh, yeah, and he's also averaging a triple-double. So it, in my mind, Stoke, it's over, but it's not going to be over in the national media's mind until the very last day of the season. But you look at what he did to close out that game last night. What do we hear about Jokic? Oh, not a two-way player. Uh, Jokic doesn't have it down the stretch. We all know that's BS here in Denver. Jokic closes out closes out the Clippers just like he did in the bubble to go to the Western Conference Final with a steal on Kawhi Leonard and a breakaway alley-oop. It was awesome. Aaron Gordon didn't even play well. I didn't no. even think Jamal Murray uh, played very good. Now, he no. hit some big shots in the game. I wasn't, I'm not trying to reduce it down to being bad, but this was an overtime win against a team. I, I know you're saying the Clippers are bad. You go by the odds, they're a contender. A lot of people think if they get their you-know-what together, when it matters, most they can contend, whatever. They've got a lot of names, but their coach can't even figure out that Robert Covington's a better player than like half the guys playing for them. I don't know. Their team's a mess. My point is, you're on the second night of a back-to-back on a cross-country trip. Your all-star friends player doesn't play well. Uh, Jamal Murray, on the whole, I didn't think played great. And you're able to win by double digits. Uh, th- who this team is at home, and this is why seeding is going to be so important. Jake, they're twenty eight and four at home, and I think in the two of the four games, Jokic didn't play. And one of the other ones was when he was coming back from COVID. It was his first game back okay. from COVID. Okay, so they've only lost one real home game this season, um, which is incredible. And to your point, Zach, you know, they continue to just build on Memphis. You know, they lost a game out to Memphis uh, this weekend because they played them. They play them on Friday. Neither team is coming in or off of a back-to-back in that game. Friday is going to be an actual basketball game against Memphis, and it's going to be one of the last Nuggets' real tests of the regular season. I cannot wait for that basketball game, um, but I thought last night, again, was a really good showing all around. You mentioned Jamal Murray. He did not look good last night. He had back spasms as well. It was the sixth time in Nuggets history they had a player go for 25 and 10. Two guys at the same time go for 25 and 10 or better. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray both had 25 and 10 plus assists. Wow. Uh, big. What would be your biggest concern, Jake, um, moving forward with the Nuggets? If you had to highlight one or two things. I mean, everything is going so well. They're playing so good, winning some huge games. Do you have a concern at all? Obviously, it's injuries. Uh, you know, you're always worried about that. And Aaron Gordon looked rusty last night, no doubt, coming back from an injury. He missed a bunch of time, and I'm not worried about that long term. It's just a rib contusion, and they don't want him to keep feeling that pain over and over. So it's something he can play through. It's just like, why not rest it while we got the opportunity? But you had six or seven guys go down hard last night in that physical game, and each time you were gasping. Thomas Bryant went down so hard at one point, yep. and you're concerned. Aside from injury, uh, the bench is a little concerning. Thomas Bryant, to me, is not like this all-world backup guy. He's fine. He's a good offense player. But why didn't they go out and get Mason Plumley? Like, Mason Plumley was good last night. And they had the ability to get Mason Plumley. Yeah. Uh, he just offers a little bit more, Stoke, than what, you know, Thomas Bryant can do. But come playoff time... It's likely going to be Christian Brown in there in a, in a game against the Clippers instead of Reggie Jackson. 
And those minutes are going to be eight to ten minutes in total because of all the rest you get in a nationally televised TV game in between the commercial breaks and the TV timeouts and halftime. That's why Jamal Murray can go 40-plus minutes in a game against the Suns on national TV and a game against the Clippers on national TV, both in overtime. And, and speaking of that, you mentioned that rematch against Memphis. That's this Friday. That game is on ESPN Friday night. It's primo prime time. And I think the Grizzlies are going to get the Nuggets' best shot. I'm worried about Jamal. I am. I'm worried about Jamal Murray. Um, it feels like we are one tweet away from saying, here we go again. And I know he's not in the driver's seat of those things. His body is his body. But I am, my, my antennas are all the way up. That did not look like a guy. Like, just the grimacing on his face and, you know, back spasms. Those have a tendency, you know, if not handled the right way, to pop back up. And for certain guys, they just keep popping back up, popping back up. Tracy McGrady, I remember, comes to mind. He just could never get past them. Um, and it's compounding now for Jamal, and I'm a little bit concerned. It's wild they played him both ends of the back-to-back. I thought it was actually going to rest in Memphis, um, but they didn't do that. And, you know, the back spasm thing is a little more concerning to me than knee soreness. Uh, because I knew that that would kind of heal itself and that would be uh, not a long-term injury. But the back spasm thing is definitely concerning. I thought, you know, the thing we haven't talked about is Michael Porter Jr. was absolutely He's awesome phenomenal. last yep. night. He's, you know, everyone wants to name him a superstar already. I'm not going to go there. Calvin Booth is right in saying he deserves who's that Who's calling max. him a superstar? Uh, D-Mac. Uh, a superstar? Yeah. A know. superstar? Yeah. A superstar? Superstar. Superstar. A superstar. There's, a, there's there's maybe 10 of those in the league. Maybe. Right. And no one would confuse Michael Porter Jr. for a superstar. He's a really good role player who might turn into an all-star level player. The makings are there. But, you know, Zach, you know basketball so well. His ability to get downhill and drive last night yeah. was something new. But he's doing that. He's kind of been mixing that in. He's, yes. Like, people, are, the people have to close out on him with incredible ferocity. Like, there's serious advantages to going downhill, and to your point, he's starting to do it. He had one last night where he hop-stepped in the paint and bullied a Clippers defender. I think it was Nick Batum, of all people, great defender, veteran player, just bullied him off the ball and went to the rim finish. And, you know, you forget sometimes, Michael Porter Jr. is the same size as, like, Nick Claxton and Avita Zubats. Like, he is 6'11". He yeah. is, he's a center size. So that was really good to see in that game. But, you know, uh, another point about Friday's game, and I know I'm a little all over the place, I think if Memphis wins this, and I'm not entirely sure, but if Memphis wins this, they might get the tiebreaker over Denver. And I know it doesn't look like it matters now, but let's say Memphis wins that game. All of a sudden, it's four, and you don't have the tiebreaker. Right. So if Memphis wins that game, it comes back into play a little right, bit. Right. If you win that game, you're basically skating free down the yeah, stretch. Yeah, n- nail in the coffin. Yeah. Superstar. That's a team. We're, we're talking about a superstar? He's coming off a five-point game on Saturday. Superstar. It, 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 superstar. we got to have to set yeah. him straight when he comes in here. Yeah. All right, uh, Jake, thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks, Jake. It's Jake Shapiro, DenverSports.com. After one season, NFL.com slapped the grade on the Broncos' rookie class. Do we agree? It's next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. NFL.com slapped the grade on the Broncos' uh, rookie class. Do we agree with the grade? Uh, Kistner going with the uh, Usher uh, confessions. Got to go a little old school there, huh? I, wow. <laughs> Love it. 
That was my jam back in the day. Oh, my chick on the side says she's got one on the way. These are my confessions. <laughs> oh, true poetry. Um, okay. We normally on this show say that uh, we want to wait two years before we react to a draft class. Uh, just make sure that sample size is is proper enough. So that's sort of been like our unwritten rule here as a show um, over the years. Is it, You need two seasons to react. NFL.com doesn't want to wait two seasons. They're going to do it after one season. And we're, we're, we're here for it. And we can do it. We can do one season. I mean, sure. why not, right? I think, but overall, oh, excuse me. Um, you're not going to, that's not your final judge judgment after one year, right? right? So you're, we are going to give them a couple years before we can make a better assessment. But we got a year of football. We can make an assessment. It's not the final, though. It's final, not the final, final. final. Uh, right. And the examples are endless over guys that have a tremendous start to a career where if you graded them after one year, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, A plus, Bradley Chubb, right? And you check in after three, four years. It's, oh, we actually never saw a season like that again. And you're not you know, getting to the end of your rookie deal. Uh, That's right. Uh, I'm trying to think of one the opposite way. Um, slow start. Garrett Bowles. Great Garrett Bowles after his first year when he led the league in holding. And he also led college football in holding at Utah. This guy's terrible. Crowd hates him. Check in a couple years later, he's an all-pro getting a second contract with the Denver Broncos. Yep. Fluid. Very. Every year can tell a different story. That's right. When you look at the class from this past year, Nick Benito in the second round played in 15 games, one start. Greg Dulcich in the third round, tight end out of UCLA, played in 10 games. Damari Mathis in that fourth round, pleasant surprise, played uh, in 16 games. Started 11 of them. Wow. You go through um, Owazarike, the D-end uh, there in the fourth round, Delarin Turner-Yell, the safety in the fifth round, Montrell Washington. We saw a lot of him, but just because we saw a lot of him didn't make it all good. The center, Luke Wattenberger, there in the fifth round. NFL.com, with all due respect, they're going to grade this class. They don't know the Denver Broncos like we do. We're in the trenches with this football team. We're not just checking in. So before yes. I give you their grade, okay, what, what grade will you give this class? I'll give it a, right now, after one year, you know, you didn't have a first-round pick. Right. right. You didn't have, like, a top-ten Pat Sertan pick. So it's uh, it's a little bit harder to have that starter, primetime player right away. Right. Your first pick, Nick Benito, 64th. Right? That's, I mean, that's at the end of the second round. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a C-. minus. I don't want to give it a D because you did have some good things. I mean, Damari Mathis, what a great surprise. Fourth round, you started 11 games right. at the cornerback position. <sighs> okay, that's 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 huge. That's awesome. Uh, Greg Dolchitz, the 10 games we saw you, you know, six starts. Like, there was a lot of potential, and you did you did do a lot of good things last year. The, the hamstring thing was, was obviously not ideal. Got him off to a little bit later start than we had hoped and expected, but... Yep. Man, and um, finished that way too. You know, bookended right. with yes. IR stints. Yes, uh, but there was a lot of potential. There was some good stuff for a rookie. Uh, and then after that, you know, it's kind of 
So you have two really that showed you a lot of promise and that, man, you could have your starting tight end here yep. for the next four or five years. Yep. And you could have a starting cornerback to pair with Pat Sertan for the next, you know, four or five years also. That's making not a lot of money. That's a fourth-round draft pick. That, that's two real good bonuses there. So that's why I give it a um, a C minus because there is still a lot to to be uh, uh, left to, to be desired here, right? Nick Benito needs. We need more, man. We need it's more something. We, yeah, we yeah. can start with something and then ask for more. Yes, because we didn't get anything this past year. And then you look at the fifth round. I mean, Owazirike. Uh, o- o- mm-hmm. Are we going to see anything from him this year? Hopefully, um, Turner Yell, safety. Yep. I mean, spot probably will be open. You right? Know, will it be you? Will it be Caden Stearns? What what is that going to look? Montreal need better. Um, spots are open out there. Return game and slot receiver. Go ahead and try to you know jump through that thing this year. And then the two, uh, I mean, Wattenberg, he wasn't ready. He wasn't even close to being ready uh, when he had to play. It was not um, not good. Um, and then and after that, it's kind of like window dressing, right? right? Henderson, defensive end, six rounder. You, know, you get to you have Fayon Hicks, you know, in the seventh round. Um, so you give it a C minus. C minus. I mean, what do you what do you make of a uh, C minus? I mean, fair? Not I think fair? That, I think that's you, I think that's very fair. Okay. The grade NFL dot com gave this class C minus. Hit it spot on. It says a twenty seventh overall class. Um, part okay. Of, I, I, yeah, I think that's that's fair, right? I mean, I'm not going to give them a high grade. It wasn't good enough for that, but. You know, walking through it, there's there's some good spots there. Yeah, there's reasons to be optimistic, but no one walked in the league and was Isaiah Pacheco, right? Right, where you're just like, oh my gosh, this guy, this guy played in every game, started more than half of them, and there he is in the Super Bowls, like your leading rusher. There's no game changers. We didn't see any game changers from this class. Now you didn't, you didn't have like a late round pick like that, or you know that just oh wow, our sixth rounder here is starting at guard. For you know, eight, nine, ten games at the end of the year when when we needed you know when we had injuries or whatever the case may be. Right. I think the C minus is fair. You know when NFL.com went through the uh, the AFC West, the rich got richer, and I don't know how you would even argue it. The Chiefs got the best draft grade of the uh, of the division with a B plus. I mean they drafted the Trent McDuffie kid, the cornerback. He started. Every game that he was available to play in, George Karlathis, the DN, started every single game as a rookie, 17 for 17. Um, then you mix in some late-round hits like Isaiah Pacheco. It's not like an A-plus Seattle Seahawks, like game-changing, franchise-changing, but they just they got it right. Um, second in uh, the division, according to NFL.com, was the Chargers with a C-plus. Uh, they lay out their reasons why, and then it was the Denver Broncos, and then followed by the yeah. Raiders, who got a D-plus in the draft. Yeah. Which I know you just love Just that. love it. Just love it. Great first draft over there by Josh and company. <laughs> you got to love it. And how is that thing going to age? Holy uh, moly. Not uh, good. Uh, I got to find out who's playing quarterback for him. Yeah. And that's, you know, what they're, the decision they're making, obviously, this offseason. But do they go young guy or do they try to, you know, go with a veteran guy? But you don't have all day. You know, you, you got you got to get it figured out, or or you'll have uh, at the most two more years. Right. That's it. Right. If you could pick one of the following two guys, because I agree with you, there's really two guys in this class that have so far uh, stuck out. 
There's plenty of time for the Benitos and Montreal to, to, to rebound. But between Greg Dulcich and Damari Mathis, if you could guarantee success for one of those guys, who would it be? Greg Dulcich. Uh, we have a great cornerback. Okay, do we need two? Yeah, of course we need two. We'll be greedy and get, have two of them. Yeah, that's cool. But, bro, we need a tight end. Bro. Seriously, you yeah. know this, right? I yeah. mean, like, yeah. the two biggest things, like, no slot receiver, no tight end. It's hard to play quarterback, you know, to stick up for Russ and some of these other quarterbacks. <clears throat> we haven't had one in forever. And so now we have the potential of having a dude and a, and a really good tight end. Give me that guy. Yeah. That is a security blanket for the quarterback. That is a luxury to have that, I mean, we see it all the time yep. with these great tight ends and what they can do. And I'm not putting Greg Dolchitz, like up to, to being one of the great ones. Right, but right, right. Just being a really good one and what you can provide for this offense and how that can help really just propel this offense to being competent and a good offense. And so – Give me Greg Dolchitz. How about you? I like it. Perfect rationale. Instead of a second corner, can we get our first tight end? Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Do you agree? I do. Okay. I do. I do. A sign of the times, Stoke, is coming to a head. And one of our teams here in Colorado could be left in the dark because of it. Hang tight. That's next.